Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today we got a Q&A. We wanna, sure do. We want to give uh, some quick... Shout outs and mentions before we jump into things real quick. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for returning and listening once again. If you have not had a chance to leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate that. On Spotify, it is literally the easiest thing ever. Like it takes 10 seconds. You just click the star and you're done. iTunes makes it a little more difficult, but still it'll take you a minute at top. So if you appreciate the hours of content we create, we would appreciate a couple minutes of your time to leave us a five-star rating and review so this can grow and we can reach more people to help more people transform their lives. If you are new to the podcast, thank you for being here for the first time. We are pretty confident that you will stick around. Uh, but if you need anything from us, from us, if you have any questions, you can always send us an email. You can click the link in the description to ask us a question or check out any of the content on our website, toadcoachingmethod.com. There is literally too much content for me to even explain what's on there. So go check out the website. There is lots and lots of free educational stuff that will help you get better in every area of your life. So uh, with all that being said, let's answer some fucking questions, man. Yeah, we got a lot of good questions today. We have a lot more coming from Instagram this time. So Cody put out a Q&A the other day and there were so many that we could, not we, he could not get to all of them. So we are going to tackle them today. The first one we got coming up from Becca Becker Fit. It says, I am currently in a cut, but I want to know what is more beneficial, informants or ignition, or n- intraformance or ignition. What is intraformance? <laughs> Bro, it's our sponsor. Oh, touche. <laughs> Should reset that. It's like sitting on the table. No, it's all good. Uh, intraformance is the intra workout. You don't take intraformance, so yeah. why would you know? Um, if she said Opti Greens, I'm sure there you would go. have known. Uh, intraformance is the intra workout from um well technically they both are but uh intro intraformance is the intro workout that i usually recommend from first form and then ignition is their intra slash post it kind of depends on what you want to use it for it's technically more of a post workout so i'm going to keep it pretty cut and dry uh anything i talk about here obviously these are all based on the actual ingredients in the formulas at first form who we are sponsored and affiliated with so if you want to check them out uh, get free shipping and of course get some of the best supplements in the game. Firstform.com slash tailored coaching method. Uh, they are coming out with a lot of new stuff too. I mean, I feel like almost every week there's like a new, new flavor product. of something. Like, yep. It's crazy. Um, I'm actually really excited. They just sent, uh, and speaking of which Becker, Becca, Becca Becker fit. Tongue twister, not really. Uh, she's gonna be here tomorrow oh, let's uh, go. for the seminar. So um, by the time you're hearing this, Becca, I will probably have already answered your question in person if you ask me. Um, but uh, they sent a bunch of shit. That was another package from them that you just brought On over. The table? Yeah, oh. I was like, what is this? And I opened. It, I was like, more energy drinks. Let's, let's go. go. Um, so they sent fuck, like four cases of energy drinks, a bunch of ignition, a bunch of Opti Greens, Opti Reds, pre workouts. Protein bars. Have you tried their protein bars? Yeah. Dude, they're it so good. so good. It's insane. Their reds and greens are just phenomenal, too. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought you would either. Uh, they are the best tasting ones, though, for sure. Because sometimes you taste some greens and you're like, it's like shredded grass, just yeah. chalk. It's, yep. Um, but uh, they sent a lot of shit for the, for the attendees um, and for me because we're going to keep some. Um, but the... The intraformance is typically what I recommend. Ignition is higher carb. It's it's uh, higher sugar, and it's more of a 
I would recommend that to somebody who is doing um, CrossFit or endurance or is a really hard gainer, you know, um, like honestly, I have a tub of it that's open in my office. I think Brad has used it more times while he's here than I have used it, which goes to show you how often I use it yeah. um, because he, he just, I mean, that guy's calories are way fucking higher than mine. But it's uh, like, for example, the intraformance is 24 grams of carbs. The uh, ignition is 40 grams carbs. So it's almost double. And it's more like just pure carb. Pure carb, pretty high sugar because it's supposed to be rapidly digested, spike your insulin, blood sugar really quickly, which is why it's more of a post-workout. Um, you want to have it quickly digested and, and it kind of be harsh, right? High sugar. But that's also why I say if you're doing crazy CrossFit workout, if you're doing a long endurance workout or you're a hard gainer, you need high calorie, high carb, high sugar, like get it in your system right away. Um, intraformance, I recommend to more people because it's, it's just one that is probably going to fit people's goals better. Um, it is less carbs. So it's 24 grams, but you don't need more than 24 grams. Realistically, I would say anywhere between 20 to 30 grams of carbs inside of your workout. Cause this one's specifically for during your workout. That's intra. why it's intra. Um, you don't need more than that, uh, especially because some research shows that you just taste carbohydrates and you're going to get a performance benefit. Um, but the cool thing about this is that it's highly branched cyclic dextrin, which is easier to digest. It, it bypasses uh, parts of your intestine, your digestive tract easier, gets your blood uh, bloodstream better with less bloating. There's also BCAs and EAAs. So it has a complete amino spectrum in it, which most, again, I think I've said this on the podcast, it blows my mind that nobody does that because there is actually research on that combination, proving it beneficial. And why would you not want that? When you spike insulin with carbohydrates, you're also helping shuttle aminos into the bloodstream. So why not put aminos in there? Um, but on top of having highly branched cyclic dextrin, it also has fructose, which is never really in a uh, intra-workout supplement. But fructose is going to allow us to have multiple glucose uh, or multiple carbohydrate sources in one because now we have highly branched cyclic dextrin, which is glucose, fructose, which is coming from fruit. So it's like broken down fruit powder, essentially. Um, we're going to have a faster uptake of carbohydrates because of that. So we're increasing the glucose uptake and the carbohydrate uptake because we're combining sources of carbs. And if you add sodium into the mix, that's going to increase it as well. Well, there's also sodium in here uh, on top of that. So you're going to get your electrolytes, your sodium, magnesium, uh, chloride, potassium, highly branched cyclic fructose, and your aminos all in one. So it's actually literally, it's probably my favorite supplement by them, to be honest with you. Is that the same intro that you use? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's my favorite one, not because I use it more than the others, because I take some of them daily. I don't take this daily. Um, but there's just nobody who has that, that same. Combo. But I'm interested because... Brandon did that short podcast for us, and yep. we just recently did. Uh, I talked a little bit about this, too. Um, I also wrote a blog talking about some of this in one of uh, them. But uh, talking about um, – it's actually in the lean, the lean Bulking blog I wrote. Um, the meta-analysis done on pre-, intra-, and post-workout carbohydrate consumption, which was showing a lot of benefit. And for a while, there wasn't enough research for a lot of evidence-based folks to, like, Believe jump it. on board. Um, Yet. but now that that's there, I'm wondering if more supplement companies are going to be making things like this, you know, because up until then there was just like the people who thought, quote totally. unquote, you know, I've always been a big fan of it, especially since like, honestly, I used uh, intra-workout carbohydrate, highly branched dextrin, um, and I didn't use aminos. I actually used, uh, people listening might remember this. It was called Pepto Pro, which sounds like Pepto-Bismo, but it's not. No, it's, a, <laughs> it's a hydrolyzed protein, so it's like extremely easy to digest, but it's a whole protein source. Um, and uh, I, I did that in my contest prep, which was like 2013, 20, 
12? 10 years ago? Way, yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Um, and that was because Shelby Starnes, who coached me, was in a group of bodybuilders who did use a lot of those. John Meadows was one of them, Mountain Dog. Um, so, crazy. But, yeah, I would go with Interformance. There you go. Cool. All right, we will move on to the next one. We got John Capel- Capola. It says, when pursuing a weight loss goal, how many days per week is optimal for lifting weights? Optimal is the right, is the keyword here. Yeah, I was going to say, usually it's just like, what? Depends. yeah, it's practical. What can you do? Um, I think for weight loss, if I had to give one, like one answer to this, I would say four days a week. I think that is the most universally optimal protocol because you can take a beginner and put them on four days a week. You can take an intermediate, four days a week, advanced, four days a week, and all of those people can benefit quite a lot. Um, I think four day splits are probably the best. Um, I'm doing a three day split right now. So like you don't have to do four, you know, uh, you can get away with less. So like, and I will say this: there's some weeks where my recovery is great and I'm like itching to get in the gym and I like on Saturdays I'll do my conditioning and then I throw in some arms and some shit at the end because I have it in me. Um, but some weeks I'm zapped and I'm like, I can't three is as much as I can do. This week is one of those weeks, but the, uh, I would say four, four is probably the, the most optimal because you're going to be able to get a, a decent amount of volume, um, in, uh, in your training, but not so much that you're not recovering. And then you can space out. The, so even if you do need to lower the volume per set, you can still space it out across four days. And then as you get done with your fat loss phase, let's say you start reverse dieting, you can easily increase the volume per workout on a four day split without adding days per week as you're increasing calories. Um, and four four days a week also lets you, allows you to have a good amount of volume, but still be able to really push the intensity and in your effort in the gym without overtraining. Whereas if you're doing five or six days a week and you really start pushing the intensity or the effort, it's so much easier to get burnt out because you have to pull back more often because five or six days a week is a lot of days in the gym. Um, and I think realistically, everybody can periodize this over time because I'll go through phases where I'm like, Five days a week, six days a week, back down to five, back down to four. I'm doing three right now. Once we shift back into a hypertrophy phase, it's going to go up to four, then five, then six, probably back down. You know, you can kind of shift it. But, um, yeah, which which I'm actually putting together a pr- couple programs that do that in the tether trainer. Um, some people like jumping around. You know what I mean? So I don't want to make all the programs do that, but some people like to go, I'm going to start this program. I want it to be a year long and just phase me through it. And since I won't have any restrictions of how long I can make anything in that, uh, in the way we're designing this app, because I own it, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) I, uh, I'm going to literally make it. So it's like, like even for, for this block right now, it's three days a week. And like I said, as we go into a hypertrophy phase, it's going to go to four or five days a week. And then in the strength phase, go back down to three and we'll be able to like cycle that throughout the year for different goals, which will be cool. But, um, yeah, four days a week, I think is, is probably optimal for 75% of people or more. Yeah. Cool. All right. We will move on to the next one comes from Sarah Wolf. It says, can you bring back Monday motivation episodes on the podcast? I'm going to answer this. We're not going to go over three, three episodes a week for a while, but Yeah. yeah, you could throw some in there. Yeah, I would uh, say so. Yeah. They're Some good. days, money, walk in, let's get it, dude. Yeah, I think that would be dope. I think that, um, yeah, we've gone through phases where we can crank out four, and I love being able to put out so much content, and it's helpful. Um, but it's just not sustainable with, because, I mean, it's just, I've talked about this, too. Like, I sometimes I see people on uh, their story on Instagram, stuff like that. Man, my whole day will go by. Like, I looked at my story the other day, and the whole story was Blakely. Yeah. And that's how you know, like, I, I'm busy doing real business shit because 
the only chance I have to do it was like Bubba get in my car, yeah. playing Operation with Blakely, and <laughs> yeah. then it was something that night with her too, and yeah. then it was like the day was done. It's yeah. just, um, so four four times a week is just not not feasible, yeah. but um, but I think so. Throw out some Monday motivations. Yeah, I love it, even for a topic. Like well, I was gonna say, even like the willpower topic. Yeah, that kind of is in that realm. Yeah, in a way. I mean, we didn't call it Monday motivation, but if we would have said that at the beginning, this is a motivational podcast. True. I think it could have passed. I think that. some sometimes, especially when we were on four. But uh, sometimes, like if we're recording ahead of time, mm-hmm. you walk in Monday and you're just like, "Dude, I got something to talk about." Yeah. Or when you get off a sales call with somebody, yeah. you got something to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's great, and I know a lot of people loved it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it. I like I think, that. Uh, We'll just have to, I don't know, I'll have to just come in here on fire sometimes. Yeah. And just spit it out. Yep. I or, mean, shit. Or, or I just like write it down when you have something. And Yeah. If if I was presenting for like an hour and that's it tomorrow, that would be the perfect time. Yeah. I'm on fire when yeah. I'm presenting. But after 9 to 10, 9 to 5, or 10 to 5, <laughs> yeah, there you just go. a long day. Yeah. I'm zapped, you know, but. Well, thank you, Sarah. Um, All right, we will move to the next one. We got one from Lindsay Poach. Uh, Says, what are some qualities to look for when hiring a coach for yourself? This is a good one. Um, Man, so I think that I actually put this in my presentation for tomorrow about in regards to building your brand. I think that... uh, there's, uh, I specifically put four E's and I think it goes beyond this, but like there, there's a few specific things. Um, I mean, number one is education, right? I think that education is extremely important. Um, and it's not even just that like this certification is better than this one or like having five certs makes you better than somebody who has one. It's just that if you're not educated in general, in general, I mean, you're just not going to be able to do the job. Plain and simple. So, um, and that builds trust, you know, so like education is, is huge. Um, experience is, is one of them. I think having a coach who has experience is really important and it, it's experience in multiple ways. It's experience working with people. It's experience going through it themselves. It's experience with struggle. It's experience with triumph. You can say, because you're overcoming struggle. Um, and Success. setbacks and shit yeah like I think that they need to like because if you really think about it like when you hire a coach you want them to have had experience personally or working with people who have gone through exactly what you have gone through right in some capacity yeah so they have to understand in some way and there's even certain situations where there's and the, the next E was empathy. So part of this is just having the right amount of empathy because there's certain situations where I might not actually understand because I haven't been there. And it is physically impossible for me to ever go through that experience, you know, truthfully. Because yeah. and, and this could be in different regards. It could be because you just had a baby. Yeah. I will never physically have a baby. I no. can't. It's impossible. Also, if you are experiencing diabetes. I would have to really fuck myself up to try to get to that place because I'd have to go gain weight, create unhealthy. Like, it's not going to happen. But I can understand it because I've I've watched people go through it. I've helped people get through it. Um, I can have empathy because I can relate the the pain that you're going through with the pain I've gone through elsewhere. So you're saying you've experienced this through clients. Yes, yes. yes. Or I've experienced a similar level of struggle, stress, pain, anxiety through other things, and I can understand how you're feeling. Can't understand the thing that's making you feel that way. Because I want to experience it, but I think, um, I think there's a difference. It, there's it's impossible to word it, but I always say like I don't understand, but I get it. 
kind of thing, you know? Um, I think that's important to having a coach because it's, you know, everybody's different, but having somebody who can truly meet you where you're at, you know, one of the things I talked about and I'm going to talk about building your brand is like who you're talking to. And there's so many levels to it. And the picture I put up, I think you walked in when I was like pasting it, but it's a picture of Legolas and Gimli from Lord of the Rings. And it's a really good analogy for, for this because, um, if you were trying to sell something, this would be the thing. But even like, if we're just talking about problems, Legolas and Gimli, they are interested in solving the same problem. They want to hunt goblins and orcs, right? Mm -hmm. But if you were to sell an axe to Legolas, probably not going to happen. Or a bow to Gimli, probably not going to happen. For anybody listening, these are Lord of the Rings. There's a dwarf and an elf. Elf shoots a bow. Dwarf hunts with an axe. They're completely different people, but they want the same thing. So John and Stacy both want fat loss. They're two, two completely different people. And they both want fat loss for a different reason. So how, as a coach, can I create a level of empathy and understanding to where I understand both of their problems? Because their problems kind of are fat loss, but her problem is she has a wedding coming up or something somebody at work said or she wants to be a role model for her daughter or she wants her husband to look at her a certain way. His is something completely different. It could be he was embarrassed playing pickup ball and that was like his light bulb moment or he went to the doctor and stepped on the scale and the doctor said that he was technically obese according to the BMI scale, whatever it is, right? Everybody has the thing. So I think that's where you, you have to, the coach has to have enough experience with people and empathy as a human to really meet you where you're at and you should be looking for that and, and that means also seeing that they don't just say surface level shit, right? If you're listening to this and you just listen to everything I just said, that's obviously taking things a little bit deeper than you would expect. Yeah. You know, I could just say empathy is really important, but I'm going to take it five steps further. And that, to me, that's a quality you should be looking for in a coach is there's no surface level bullshit. They're not afraid to have any conversations. Um, so education, experience, and empathy, those are, are, are massive. Um, enthusiasm was the fourth E in the list that I had. And enthusiasm is just like, I mean, I'm going to use myself as an example again, but this is going to be episode 810, 811, 800 and something. You can't do that many podcasts without having some fucking enthusiasm. Like considering that most podcasts are about an hour, some go a little over. That's a thousand hours of podcasting. Mind you, we don't get paid to do this technically because this isn't like a, a, a filmed TV show. You know what I mean? Like this is like you have to have enthusiasm to get this far in this game. So if your coach isn't expressing that, that's an issue. And you can feel that. 100%. You can even feel it in emails. Yeah. Like, how many explanation this points is bland. do they put? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they fucking using proper grammar? Even grammar. Because that shows that they care enough to make sure, like, I write emails to clients with commas in ways that makes them pause as they're reading, not because it's proper from a grammar perspective. And that's because I care so much. That's enthusiasm. And it's because I want them to stop. Think about it. And then keep going. You know what I mean? I will break the sentence and then keep it up. I will put dots. I will write. Think about that for a sec. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally thinking about how they're reading this. And that's because I have a lot of enthusiasm about what I'm doing. Um, I get really fucking hyped up about it. So you should be looking for that. People should, you should feel enthusiasm in their voice, right? I think that's really, really important. Um, so education, experience, uh, enthusiasm, empathy, uh, empathy, um, those are the big ones, honestly. I think those are, I think you should, you should obviously be looking for the no like and trust factor. That's more of like for people creating business. That's what you're marketing for. You're trying to create 
the no like and trust factor with people. You want them to know you, trust you, and like you. Um, but you can't know, like, and trust somebody as a coach if that coach isn't being authentic online, right? Because how do you really know them? How do you trust them? And how do you actually like them? Because you don't know who they are. You know what I mean? You don't know what their alternative motives are or whatever. I think I've butchered that, but you know what I mean. Um, so that, like, authenticity and that rawness is really important. Um, I even think if you disagree, there's probably plenty of things that I throw out there that people might disagree with, and that's okay. I don't care. I'm not going to change my thoughts about you because you have a different opinion, but I respect, I know, like, and trust the person much more if they give their authentic opinion, whether I agree with it or not. You know, I think that's, that goes into this. So, um, I would say for the most part, everything that you would look for in a friend or a partner, but just add a little bit of education experience from a fitness and nutrition perspective on top of that. And you have, you have what you should find in the coach. Love it. So, just to be general. Just to be general. Uh, all right, we got the next one coming from um, Mary Betty. It says, is it really because I, that I'm 40 that I can't lose this belly fat? What else can I be doing? Well, I don't know what you're doing right now. Um, I actually laughed when I saw this because it was almost like written from a, I don't know, it's like something you would see in like an infomercial. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just the way it was written. I was like, wow, that's like a very, um, you're, you, you, being 40 has nothing to do with it. There you go. Let's just say that. I mean, not much context. Yeah. There's not, I mean, so there, there has been a study, uh, I think it's, it's a good question thrown here just to like reiterate the study we've talked about before. Um, but there was a study on metabolic rate, uh, as meta analysis. So I looked at a ton of different studies on weight loss and metabolic rate. And uh, your age literally is not a predictor of your metabolic rate until you pass the age of 65, I believe it was. It might have been like 66 or something random, but it was about 65. And it was different between men and women slightly by a few years. But um, basically at 40, you're technically from a metabolic perspective, you're just as likely to lose weight as a a 20-year-old. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Now, I also will say it's physiologically speaking, yes, that's the case. Realistically speaking, it's not the case because uh, unless at 20 years old you uh, went into a coma and you woke up at your 40, then it would absolutely be the same. And the reason I say that is because over between the ages of 20 and 40, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in your life that are going to cause stress, right? So you're going to have more responsibilities. You're going to have more stress, um, which means you're going to have uh, more increases of cortisol that can, over time, chronically ele- elevated cortisol can potentially mess with your uh, T3, T4 conversion, which can slow down your metabolism, that's your thyroid. Um, not by a lot. And even if you do mess it up, that's like a 10% drop in your metabolic rate. Nothing crazy. If you have thyroid dysfunction, like legit hypothyroidism, nothing. So deficit still works. Um, you're not moving as much. Uh, testosterone probably drops if you're, if you're a guy. Um, but again, like you can be 40 and have a high output, high metabolic rate, high testosterone, healthy thyroid. It, it literally comes down to the fact that between the ages of 20 to 40, for example, there are more chances of lifestyle and environmental factors inc- occurring that could cause you to have a harder time losing weight from an adherence perspective or potentially a stress perspective. But it has nothing to do with the fact that you are 40 years old. It has everything to do with you have more years under your belt to make the process harder on yourself. 
by making bad choices, making unhealthy choices, or going through things that you have no choice but do cause stress on the body. Work. You don't got to have a job when you're 18 yeah. to 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? Family. Exactly. So, um, but age doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, as far as what else can you do, I have no idea because I don't know what you're doing. Um, but the best thing to do is to, uh, I mean, if you, if you don't want to do anything, just go to our website and hire a coach. I mean, literally talk to somebody for free. We'll tell you exactly what the process is and we'll help you do it. No problem. I mean, that's what, that's what we do. Um, that's the fastest way to get it done. Uh, you could also download our ebook and it'll teach you everything you need to know about nutrition. But at the end of the day, I mean, what you need to do is create a calorie deficit. So you probably got to track your calories, eat enough protein, uh, track your calories, do a little bit of cardio to stay healthy, strength train three to four times a week, and be patient. We have a lot of ebooks on our website. Which one is the tailored? Tailored nutrition method. Yep. Um, but I mean, in general, those do those simple things and you will absolutely lose weight. And if you're not losing weight, you're not in deficit. And if you calculated that you're in a deficit, but you're still not quote unquote losing, it means that you didn't create a big enough deficit. And it could be because maybe you do have a hypothyroidism. Maybe you do have a slower metabolic rate because of factors you may or may not be able to control. And if that's the case, drop your calories another 10%, you'll be in a deficit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, the deficit still, it's the same thing with like people always say like uh, cortisol, the stress hormone causes you uh, to, to not lose weight, right? Like that's stopping you from losing weight. Technically, cortisol is a mobilization hormone. So it literally mobilizes, which means uses fuel, right? That's why like um, cortisol can uh, essentially break down muscle tissue if we're not careful. But if it was a storage hormone and it's causing you to store fat and, and not lose weight, then it would technically store muscle too. Yeah. It doesn't do that. It doesn't store protein for you. So... Um, but what it can do is it can, like I said, it can slow down other hormones. It can cause dysfunction. That can lead to a slower metabolic rate. It can cause way more cravings. The biggest reason is because when cortisol is high and stress is high, you have a lack of adherence and consistency because you have more cravings. You, you're more likely to stress eat. You have lower willpower to make good decisions, a worse inhibition. Um, so it's not literally cortisol stopping you. Um, and even if it is causing difficulties, deficit still works. Yeah. So. Totally. Good. All right. Uh, we will move on to the next one. It is coming from Christy Wickland. It says, I am doing, quote, unquote, all of the things, and I'm stingy as hell. Can I save money and do a few supplements without missing out? Um, maybe I didn't put the only. I think she was saying, like, can I just do a few supplements? Like, do I need all these supplements to lose weight? Can I save money and just do a few supplements without missing out? Yeah. So, um, absolutely. You don't need everything. I mean, I take a lot of shit, but I've always, I've always done that. Even before I was able to like get stuff pro bono, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I've always taken a greens drink. I've always uh, invested in multivitamin, fish oil, usually something for my joints just because of knee surgeries and stuff. I like to be careful there. Um, usually stuff for my sleep and stress, like. I've just always been somebody who likes investing in supplements. I do think they make a difference. I think they make a very small difference. But when you stack a bunch of small differences together, it makes a large difference. Um, however, you can eat salmon once a week and get your fish oil. You can eat enough fruits and vegetables and you don't have to take a multivitamin. Um, you can, you know, use some like herbs and seasonings and actually help with joint inflammation like curcumin and turmeric and stuff like that. Um, and the fish oil, obviously from the, the fatty fish. Um, you can just practice good sleep hygiene and you'll sleep fine. I'm not the best with that, so I take a sleep supplement. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do. You can meditate. You don't have to take ashwagandha. Like, there's so many things that I do that are, like, 
I could probably do without, but I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Sounds horrible, but it's just like a band aid. It's like, I'll just do this and yeah. keep living a hundred miles an hour. Um, and to me, like I, I do eventually want to like practice slowing down some things and it'll be a combo of both and I'll be able to be 10 times better. But um, 100%, you don't need all, you don't need the whole kitchen sink. I think it's easy to get fat loss done and, and good body composition goals and even health without a ton of supplements. You don't need supplements. Supplements just help the job get done faster. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. All right. Um, we got a couple more here. Uh, we got one coming from Melissa RZ. Um, lizards. Can you stay at maintenance forever or is it needed to take a break from maintenance at, at times? Doesn't really, say how many times, but it's a really interesting question. Cause a lot of times people just think of taking a break from a deficit. You know, you've been dieting for too long. You should probably get out of it. Um, so this one's interesting. And I think the answer in my opinion sh- would be yes. I think you should. Do you have to that? I don't know. I don't think we have enough research to, to determine um she said do you need to so it's like i think she said that right yeah Yeah. can you stay at maintenance forever or is it needed to take a break from maintenance i don't know if i can say it's needed yep um i think that if you are at a healthy body fat level um if your biomarkers and biofeedback everything is fine then i don't see the reason not to um so as i would say yes you are totally fine to stay at maintenance forever as long as you um if you get blood work done your hormones are fine you uh your vitamin d levels like you're just all your general health markers from a blood test are totally fine and i say that because sometimes if they're not you might need a surplus in order to increase those right and on the other side if some of those markers are negative because of too much body fat you might need to go into a deficit to lose fat in order to get them in a better place yeah. But let's say all those things check out. I don't see any reason why not, right? The only other thing I would say too is if if your biomarks, everything's good, great. If you are at your goal physique or goal performance, goal period, and you see no reason whatsoever to change what you are doing to improve the way you are performing or functioning, then technically there's no reason for it. And I say that because you're healthy, but you really want to put on muscle. Well, you're probably going to have to go into a surplus for a little bit. You're healthy, but you would like... Um, for example, like you're not overweight, you're not unhealthy by any means, but if you were like, dude, I want to get shredded. Okay. You have to go into a deficit. You can't get around it. So if your physical goal is beyond just being healthy, like you will have, you know what I mean? So if you're opposed to maintenance, exactly. So you can stay at maintenance as long as you are completely content with where your physique's at and you don't have any goals that would require you to, to eat more or less. And your health is in a good place where it wouldn't require you to eat more or less. Um, now what I would say is for those that are like, well, that's cool, but could I be healthier if I came out of maintenance every once in a while? I would say, yeah, I think so. I think that a few things. There's the one side of it where technically being in a deficit does increase autophagy. We know that from intermittent fasting research that has been debunked by calorie deficit research. So going into intermittent caloric restriction was what it would be called. So basically going into a deficit for periods of times um, sporadically, like not all the time, but like, let's say you do a diet, a mini cut, you do a diet for four to six weeks and then you come out of it. Cause your goal isn't to get shredded, but you want to put yourself in a deficit so you can create some autophagy, improve health markers that are going to improve from being in a deficit that will lead to more years on your life. Great. You do that a couple times a year. Like even if you did once a quarter or like twice a year, you went into a four to six week cut. 
If it was once a quarter, I would say four week, yeah. three to four week. But if it was twice a year, maybe you do a six week cut just for health purposes. I think that's a great idea. It's like, that's where it's like, do you need it? No. Is it optimal? Maybe. Like if you're trying to like hack, biohack and be optimal, quote unquote, probably, probably would be necessary. And I would also say this too. I think that it's mentally healthy to go into a surplus sometimes. Uh, that was where my next question was going. Yeah. I don't think, so technically going into a surplus, uh, to build muscle and stuff like that actually isn't going to add years to your life. You don't need it. Um, adding more and more and more muscle, uh, as long as you're not atrophying or frail and you're building, if you, if you need to build muscle to avoid getting injured, like if you fell and you would break yourself too easily, yeah, you should probably build muscle, yeah. you know, and resiliency in your joints. Um, but like, for example, for me, I would be healthier and live longer if I didn't build any more muscle because I don't need to add more pounds to my frame. Right. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, same reason why, like technically, at a certain point, you don't want to do things that increase your metabolism more and more and more because metabolism is literally the aging process, which is why taking steroids and stuff can shorten your life is because if you increase some of these things too much, everything just keeps going and keeps speeding and you're growing and growing and growing, but you're 50 years old. Yeah. Shouldn't be growing anymore. Should be stopping. That's the whole point. So there are certain things you don't want to do in surplus, but I do think uh, mentally it's good to go into surplus every once in a while. And I don't mean a surplus for... Like, I'm going into a gaining phase. I mean, like, on Saturday, you should eat your face off. Go into a surplus. Yeah. Have fun. Be social. Like, mentally, check out. Eat a bunch of food. Get Go into a food coma every once in a while. Like, I just think it's good for the soul. Yeah. I don't think... And I do think that... Sounds cheesy. I think that will add years to your life. Because I think being... Smiling more. Being in, around good environment. Stuff like that. Sometimes requires you to do those things. Even if you're super disciplined. Like, the five times a year is on the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. You know I mean... It's good for you. Yeah. And it'll actually make you more disciplined all the year round. Yeah. It makes you appreciate your routine and all that stuff. Looking forward to that day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That would, be, that would be my answer to that. Cool. All right. We got one more here. It comes from Mr. Dub Blub. Double up? Dude, Dub Blub. That's what I'm calling it. Dub Blub? Is there an L? Yeah. Oh. Dub. Yeah. Double up? Yeah. It's double up, but it's, it's there's no weird. E. Uh. Mr. Dub Blub. All right, what Did do you somebody th- already have Mr. Double Up on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this new trend of quote unquote fit pros saying they don't need certs or educational credentials? I'm have you heard of it? I've not heard of that. I think it's uh <laughs> All right, we're gonna stop the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. I think that is people uh I, I okay, I'll say this. I don't think that's a trend. Maybe it's something you've noticed. I would be shocked if it's a trend. Yeah. I feel like to make it a trend. What does what it take to shock you nowadays, though? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> um, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's a cop out for people who don't want to do the work, haven't done the work, and want to be able to or appreciate the work. Hundred percent. Yeah. But like, if you build a huge following because you were crafty with making fucking how to track your macros at a fast food restaurant infographics or like TikTok gym fail videos, you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, I'm going to monetize, do something with this and become a coach. But you know jack shit, you're going to rely on the fact that you have a big following and you're going to try to say, you don't need all that stuff to coach people. I know what I'm doing. Look at me. I'm really lean. Fuck you. You know, that doesn't certify you in any regard, you know? Um, I would even say like, yeah, sometimes credentials don't even mean that you're like back to experience. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that doesn't even justify it. So it could go both ways. Like I could understand somebody 
being certified and that not meeting jack shit. But I could also say that somebody not being certified doesn't make them a good coach. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and that's the hard part about certifications. Like, the average person doesn't know what certification is a good barrier to entry and what one's not. You know what I mean? Like, some people read, like, the CISSN one I just took. Some general person would read that and be like, okay, whatever. Yep. And then another person in the industry reads that, and I had people DM me, and they're like, damn, dude, good shit. Yeah. Like, that's legit. Because they know, you know what I mean? But to me, I don't know, not getting educational credentials, not having any kind of formal education, it to me, it shows a lack of all the things that we already talked about on this podcast. It shows a lack of education, a lack of experience, a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of effort to go do the work. And I think you're making excuses. Yeah. I think you're making excuses for trying fucking harder and proving that you deserve to be a coach. Like, if you really think about what the roles of a coach is, the role of a coach is is a pretty high fucking responsibility. You got to make sure this person goes to the gym and trains and doesn't get hurt and gets a result and changes their diet, changes their mindset, is held accountable. You're creating a bond and a relationship with the person. It's not something to be taken lightly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you looking something up? Nope. I, I'm thinking. On the flip side, it can. do you think there can be someone that's a phenomenal coach and not have certs? Yes. But in my experience, those who start becoming a, a great coach and they don't have certs, they end up going and getting certified. That was, but I, I was thinking that, like, that was what I meant by the appreciation. Like, if you are very experienced, you have, you've worked with lots of clients, like, you're naturally going to want to get those. Yeah. You know You I mean? want that behind your name. Yes. If you don't, it's because you're fearful that you won't pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you looked apart. Yeah, you can market yourself. But if you're not taking a certification course to get some letters behind your name, it's probably because you are worried you're not going to pass because yeah. you probably don't actually know your shit. Yeah. Because if you did, it should be pretty easy. Totally. You know what I mean? So like, I, 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 the one I just took is, was not fucking easy, but, but out of even, all the certs, I have a, I have at least a handful that are like, yeah, that was, I mean, like, I had to do the work and spend the time, but. You did fine. say, and I'm not going to comment on the CS, CISSN, but. Like you did say, man, I knew a lot of that because I've I've worked with so many people. Yeah, you know, and I've 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 either done my research so much, and it just happened to be in the test, yeah. or you know, looked up those kind of situations with clients. Yeah, I also think there's there's two there's like with certs like that, for example, there was probably like three or four books that are. One of them for sure is le it's legitimately a textbook from a college, but the other two or three are they're pretty damn dry. Like you'd probably call them a textbook. Um, a lot of people aren't willing to read those. They yeah. want to read like the, uh, you know, like the, the, the deepest they'll go is like the muscle and strength pyramids, which are phenomenal books, Yeah, but it's not a textbook. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think there's, I think it's a cop out. I think there's a lot of, I mean, in general, I mean, that's eh, not to go on a tangent, but that's, I mean, today, we live in a world where people don't want to do the work. Yeah. People don't want to try hard. People don't want to work hard. People want things handed to them. It's just how the world is now. And, and I think in this scenario, that's getting super ripped and being on social media. 100%. Yeah. That's easier for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, they're going to do it regardless. I can't hate on them. Like it doesn't look good in the industry, but. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will never hate on anybody building yeah. success for themselves. Um, but. But I will hate <laughs> if. If you are selling false beliefs, if you are like, you know, if you're selling people on stuff and you're not delivering, 
Because there's a lot of people who are like, they talk a big game and they, and then people are upset. People, there's been countless people who have hired us that have been so let down by a coach because they saw them and they were so excited and thought so much was going to happen because they had all those guarantees and all this shit and they didn't get any of them. Agreed. You know what I mean? And like that shit pisses me off. And, and they come to you upset already. Yeah. And on top of that, if this person, you're doing your thing, you're not hurting anybody, people are getting results because you know how to calculate a calorie deficit. Good for you, bro. Like, you look great. I'm not going to hate on you. But if you start talking shit on certifications because you say, like, there we go. people are dumb if they go do, like, that's where I'm like, okay. Yeah. No. You're just dumb, so you now can't go get certified, yes. literally. But I don't know. I think, uh, shit, I, I would say uh, work ethic and effort should be slapped onto that uh, question earlier where I said, like, qualities to look for in a coach. You, you should be looking for somebody who... I think that's enthusiasm, man. I think so, too. But, like, that person can have a lot of enthusiasm about fucking doing pull-ups with the shirt off on TikTok and sure. seeing the likes go up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enthusiasm is just energy. There just you go. passion. Yeah. But, like, work ethic, man, like, that's, like, behind the scenes, putting your head down and fucking doing the work. And I think that is a quality that you should be looking for, Coach, only because, number one, it, it motivates you to do the work for yourself because... I don't care how great the coach is, how smart they are, how ripped they are, how many certs they have. We can put it all on the table, give you all the tools. But if you don't use the tools, nothing's going to get built. You know what I mean? So if you can get some of that work ethic and energy off of them and use it for yourself, I think that's a huge benefit that will just be from like being in that environment with that coach, you know. Um, But it also goes to show what they are willing to do for you. Like if you have a coach that has a high level of work ethic and enthusiasm, all those things, they will go to the the what is it, the 10th mile the ninth mile what is why is it the ninth degree isn't that what it is i don't know i think there's a the next mile uh it's like cloud nine ninth degree i don't know they will go the extra mile the extra mile there you go. that makes way more sense yeah. but i swear there's like a ninth degree or a tenth degree you think an um, m&m eighth mile no or eight mile um there there's a there's a hotel in uh in oregon in portland called nine something or something nine or uh, the nines the nines there yeah. you go why is that a thing? But anyway, um, so like if that person will, will work his ass off, his or her ass off on everything they do, what do you think they're going to do when you're at a plateau or when you're struggling or when you're not being consistent? They are going to do everything they can to make sure that you get the result. Yep. But the person who, one, doesn't have work ethic, two, doesn't have any fucking education. <laughs> so even if they'll like, I'll do anything for you, I just don't know how. Yeah. Like, that doesn't do shit or for you. Or they just hope that your card doesn't get declined. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and th- and a lot of those people, they do these like super cheap generic things. They do paid and full offers. So it's just like, boom, they pay. If you're unsatisfied in a couple weeks, I don't give a shit because you already paid me. If you want to leave, that just opens a spot. I'll get another person from TikTok. Like I keep saying TikTok because yeah. TikTok's whack. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I think that's ridiculous. I love it. A trend saying that you're not going to get certified. Yeah. Just, and I'm assuming you agree if you ask this question. Yeah. I hope that you weren't hoping I would say otherwise so that you could justify not you getting listen any. to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think you know by asking me, hopefully. But um, no, I think, I think that's really important. Um, and, I, and I think this is a prediction. I think we're going to see a big swing in the industry. I think uh, a lot of the things that I talk about with long-form content, being more educated. Certification. And, yeah, like I think all of that stuff is going to be more prevalent and more required and needed and, and – because everything swings, right? We're going through this big swing and it's going to crumble down and then we're going to go back to the beginning where it's all going to be really important. Yeah. So, Cool, that's yeah. it. All right, guys. 
you know what to do. Go to taylorcoachingmethod.com slash blog for all the new articles we've been putting together, slash guides for the free guides that you can download and help you, and slash online-coaching for any and everything uh, that you need from a results perspective. We will help you with the diet, the training, the accountability, the communication, all of that. That is what we do, and we are here to help. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you next time.